a match today. We, we, we look do. more Miami than Dan. We do. I'd say. Yeah. Thank you. We look like the women who stand next to the guy when he gets the <laughs> master's jacket. We're the ones who hold him, hand him the trophy. <laughs> Welcome to Highly Questionable. I'm Dan Levitard. You may have heard the ladies making fun of this, my master's jacket. Let's get started with some sports stuff. Big football weekend. We love it. <laughs> Do you expect Lamar Jackson to dominate this weekend like he did in the regular season? I've been saying this same thing all season long about Lamar Jackson. The last time the man played a playoff game, it went a full two televised hours without him completing a pass. To go from there to now the expectation that all of us have that Lamar Jackson is going to be like an MVP in a game against the Titans. It's a lot to expect, but it's where we are. It's where he's put the expectations with this unprecedented offense where you have to win this game. And Lamar Jackson has to be Lamar Jackson or he's going to get all the blame. Yeah, all week long, uh, the NFL gas bags like myself have been trying to come up with solutions. How do you stop Lamar Jackson? And the best we can come up with is this. The Titans' defense has to generate a pass rush while simultaneously setting the edge. They have to disguise coverages while simultaneously <laughs> clogging the seams. Lamar Jackson has to wake up with a mild stomach ache. The temperature has to be between 25 and 45 degrees Fahrenheit. Mercury has to be in retrograde. If all of those things happen, the Titans have this in the bag. Uh, I actually think the Titans' defense is pretty good. I like their front seven. They've got great linebackers, but... All told, it's probably not enough to stop Lamar unless he makes some unforced errors. The reason that Dan had to go back to last season to try to answer this is because the only reason to believe that Lamar Jackson wouldn't look great and look the way he has all season is because of what we saw in last year's playoff game. But he is not the same guy, and this is not the same team. They have now created game plans to suit him. And yeah, you're right, Mina, the Titans actually have a good defense. The problem is this Ravens team is especially effective when you don't know exactly what to do. And the Titans are the only of the AFC teams in the playoffs not to have faced them in the regular season. Now, they actually had really good success against three of the top five other running quarterbacks in Watson, Minshew, and Allen. None of those guys had more than 32 rushing yards against them. None of those guys had a touchdown against them. But they've never faced Lamar Jackson. And if you try to argue that facing Allen, Minshew, or Watson is enough to teach you how to stop Lamar Jackson, then you haven't been watching him. They are going to hit them in the mouth so early before they can figure anything out that even if the Titans start to look good, it's going to be too late. Yeah, I think the Titans DB's only chance, Sarah, is if Lamar Jackson actually cannot see them, perhaps they could consider wearing some green jackets while they're on the field. Will we all really, really, really owe Kirk Cousins an apology if he beats the Niners tomorrow? I feel like our quarterback evaluation, even though flimsy and unsophisticated in the media and in the world where those football people work, that we have gone away from the whole idea, if you win, the quarterback is good. If you lose, the quarterback is bad. Kirk Cousins just went on the road to New Orleans and made two incredible throws at the end of a game to finish Drew Brees and outplay Drew Brees in a playoff game. He doesn't have to prove something to me here with a win when he's outmatched. He's got less rest than a rested 49ers team that is savage all over the place. If he loses this game, it would be understandable. 
Well, the problem with us needing to line up single file outside of Kirk Cousins' house to really, really, really apologize to him if he wins this game is that we haven't gotten through the previous line from the last time I was on the show, and we needed everyone to line up single file so we could really, really apologize to him because these questions are dumb. But like Dan said, <laughs> it's not just about how the quarterback plays because he did have some great games in primetime where his team still lost. That made his record look even worse, and he did have some clunkers in primetime. What we saw against the Saints was important for him and for his team to have confidence going into this game where he has remarkably similar stats to Jimmy Garoppolo, like eerily, eerily similar stats to Jimmy Garoppolo. So when it comes down to which team wins, it's probably going to be about the team and not just the quarterback. That being said, sure, single file, line up on the right-hand side and no cuts. I don't owe Kirk Cousins anything. I have been praising him all season because by any meaningful quarterback metric, he's finished in the top five. And then just a few weeks ago on Monday Night Football, I tweeted this. Oh, wow. She's throwing it to her own props. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Do you guys. All right. You know how he rewarded me for that tweet with 122 yards. Against the Packers yes. and an interception, yes. okay? Now, I actually think Viking, the Vikings do have a shot in this game, largely because their defense is excellent. We saw that in New Orleans, uh, that pass rush. Daniel Hunter and Everson Griffin completely dominated the uh, New Orleans offensive line. If they can do that in this Niners game, I think they've got a chance. But I need to see a lot more from Kirk Cousins before he gets an apology out of me. You know what? You're right, Mina. In fact, I think Kirk Cousins should skip the game and line up at your house and apologize to you for that showing that he put together on Monday Night Football. Mm -hmm. You're right. Yeah, just as long as he doesn't try to grill meat while he's there. If he's going to be offering apologies, he can apologize to me for making me look like a fool over the last four years because every time I say that he's good, he ends up being bad, and every time I say he's bad, he ends up being good, and I've changed my mind about 12 times on it. Listen, Dan, I think we all know what makes you look like a fool. And it's that jacket, but I'd it's like to pick up my jacket. car after 5 p.m. It's the green at the jacket. car rental yes. place, and I assume it's you'll the be there to I give me the keys. I just won the Masters. Why do you have me selling you a rental car? <laughs> Get you a jacket that can do both. <laughs> Could you see Bill Belichick working well with Andy Dalton? Peter King floated this to Mike Florio saying that, look, veteran caretaker Andy Dalton, thoroughly mediocre quarterback who's lost his overdue time in Cincinnati now. And I think Teddy Bridgewater makes a lot more sense if this is the path you're going down. But if you're the Patriots, aren't you the team that believes you can make a Garoppolo, that you can make a Jacoby Brissett, that you could do something that's the equivalent of Andy Dalton without having to bore your fan base to tears because he's coming to your town? The devil works hard, but the highly questionable producers work harder. Uh, This paper-thin premise of a question is based on the long-standing notion that Bill Belichick's ultimate fantasy is to win without Brady, that he would love to go into a Worcester Home Depot, grab a dad out of the shelving session, and turn him into a 3,000-yard passer. And I think there is a little bit of truth to that, right? And I know Patriots fans now are at home screaming, Matt Castle, he's done it before. But I'm talking about going to a Super Bowl. Now, I don't think it's going to happen because I think Tom Brady is going to end up back with the Patriots, but that's not going to stop us from speculating about every possible quarterback in the market until then. Yeah, I agree. I actually think Brady is headed back, and they won't need to make this kind of decision about who Belichick will try to lead next for at least another year. 
That being said, I didn't want to have to do this, but you guys have left me in the unwelcome position of having to defend Andy Dalton, I guess, which is only <laughs> to say that I kind of forgot that Andy Dalton had some MVP-type years. Like, right, over time, I've gotten so accustomed to the Bengals being trash and Dalton being a joke that I forgot that when he had the right weapons and play calling, he was pretty good. That being said, he doesn't need to be the guy that the Patriots choose to work with. There are other younger, better, more consistently good quarterbacks that Bill Belichick could try to use to prove that he doesn't need Brady. I don't think he needs to go the Dalton route. Mm. I don't think this is going to happen. And no, I don't oh, think they would get along very well. There's proving it, and then there's proving it to Tom Brady with Andy Dalton. Right. Like, look, you guys <laughs> think that I can't win with anybody? Look, I've got Andy Dalton now, and I'm doing this just as vengeance to Brady because he wouldn't let me keep Garoppolo. You know who could use Andy Dalton? Chicago. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Who looks better after their Twitter beef last night, Kendrick Perkins or KD? What would we have done at this content factory before Twitter and stories <laughs> like this that are just so wonderful? You don't get ex-teammates talking to each other the way that you get it on Twitter. So this begins last night. Westbrook is going back to the Thunder. The Rockets lose. And Kendrick Perkins says of Westbrook, he's the best player in Thunder history. Now, Kevin Durant, who can't stop fighting with Twitter eggs, says, okay, let's go at it, Kendrick Perkins. Look at this back and forth here where you've got Kendrick Perkins saying, KD lost in the second round without Russ when I was there. And then Kevin Durant, he had to have gone and looked this up, guys, because I don't think he remembered <laughs> these numbers from mem memory. He looked this up. Yeah, and our starting sender, Kendrick Perkins, averaged a whopping two and three during that series. You played hard, though, champ, LOL. And then Kendrick Perkins goes after the things that Kevin Durant did to get to Golden State. This was a good back and forth. I thought KD won it, though. When you can hit a guy with his whopping stats of two and three during a playoff series, I think that's a finishing move. Yeah, I mean, the problem for Perkins is he started with a flawed premise, which even if you don't like that KD decided to go to the Warriors, to argue that Russell Westbrook is the best player to ever wear a Thunder jersey is inaccurate because that's Kevin Durant. As great as Westbrook is, Durant is one of the greatest players of all time. Also, if you have to say KD lost in the second round when I was on his team, then you are thereby admitting <laughs> that you are not even important enough to say we lost because of that whopping whooping two and three. So, yeah, you can come back to the argument every time that you didn't like that KD's a cupcake, yada, yada, yada. But in the end, he's the better player, and you're just mad at him for choosing a better job as a grown adult who wanted to be in a certain place and get some Ws. So, Durant the, is the winner insofar as that his was the only tweet that made me laugh out loud when I read <laughs> it. Sarah's also right. He is the best player. Maybe not the most important player to the franchise, but he's the best player. But if we're really asking who won this interaction, only one of those two men is a professional you-know-what stirrer. <laughs> and he successfully stirred the pot, and we're talking about him today. Now, I'm not going to judge KD for being extremely online. If he likes it, more power to him. But that's not his job. It's Kendrick's job at this point. So I think this whole interaction is a win for him. Okay, but hold on a second. I will remind you that KD's job is not to, as I said, go on the computer and look up the stats. Basketball <laughs> reference. Because he didn't do it from memory. He did not remember that Perk went 2-3 and three in that playoff series. He looked it up, and then he smoked it. 
And may I remind both of you that KD doesn't actually have a job right now as a basketball player because he's injured. So maybe his job is professional yeah. bleep stir mm. because he does it as much as anybody does right now, whether it's with some guy in his basement or a former teammate. I love that Dan said computer. Like Katie walked over to his computer into the Alonzo morning, yeah, you know, typing. It sounded, old. Yeah, it sounded old when I said it. I felt a great regret, uh, as I have since I put on this jacket. Coming up next on my Soul Stevie show. And is this excitement? Would you know? Do you guys know what it looks like? A, an excited Mike Leach? Have you it ever seen it? Time to play the game that's taking a step back from the royal family but would request that you still call me Her Majesty. Do you question? Uh, you give us topics and events, we question them. Scandal in the royal family. Scandal. Do you question if Mike Leach is excited to be Mississippi State's new head coach? Okay, this is exciting <laughs> for me. I want to see this offense with SEC kind of talent in the SEC. I'm excited that he's going to Mississippi State, but he gets off the private plane. They can't pay the players, by the way. The private plane... <laughs> $20 million, and here he is, and he's got a cowbell, and we need more cowbell. And is this excitement? Would you know? Do you guys know what it looks like? A, an excited Mike Leach? Have you ever seen it? I assume it's not that. No, this is cultish. This feels like something. That, His eyes look feels so like dead. Something, yeah, it, it, he's a leader of a, uh, of a cult. It does. It feels like people are going to start to fall in line behind the bell with a glazed look on their faces. By the way, did you know that Mike Leach, when asked just this past season, which was the worst locker room in the sport, he said Mississippi State. Oh, ouch. Ooh, that's awkward. <laughs> I mean, expect some upgrades. Yeah. Mike Leach is a football genius. I respect his mind. But ever since I found his Twitter feed, I have had trouble respecting him. Uh, let's see some of these tweets. This is a meme that he found and felt the need to share with us. Wow. Oh, there's wow. another meme. Like that. Oh, boy. This, is, yes. uh, this is the <laughs> content Mike Leach is bringing into I, the I world. I identify with that one. It speaks uh, to me. <laughs> oh, my. So I want to know, like, is he finding these memes on another website, saving them, and then sharing them? Oh, there's another one. I kind of like this one actually. Oh, really? You're going to end it with, I kind of like this one. You're throwing out all his Twitter habits out there, mocking all of them, and then at the end, you like one. The all-time greatest Mike Leach is when he said, it's like breakfast. You got the pig and the chicken, bacon and eggs. The chicken's involved, but the pig is committed. I don't get it. The chicken gives you an egg, but doesn't have to die. They, they still live, so they're, they're involved in the Football. breakfast. Football. But the pig Football. has to die for you the to get the bacon. Committed. The pig is committed, committed to breakfast. Do you question whether the player in the far court should feel embarrassed? All right, we're going out to ping pong. Do we have a ping pong expert? I feel like Mina yes. has bragged about her yeah. ping pong playing skills before. Let's see what we have here. Analyze this for us. All right. Looks like we've got an elderly lady who just opened up a can of you-know-what on a young man. This is not yeah. surprising at all. Dress. The most savage ping-pong players in the world are elderly Asian women. My 72-year-old mom would shred anyone at ESPN. <laughs> Listen, wow. by the way, though, is it more embarrassing to lose that point or to lose to a woman in a house dress? Because she looked like she just rolled out of bed. That's right. That is. True. You're absolutely That's right. True. Let's look at her outfit again. Because she is really, this is a bate casa. This is a, yeah, she's like in a robe. She's bored by this punk. Boom, that backhand. Amazing. I wish I could wear that to work. 
a lot more comfortable than this. Listen, I think Dan makes it clear you can wear whatever you want to work. Yes, you know? there it is. Okay. Wow. You just made me not laugh so hard. Her shoulders are spasming and hair is falling all over the place. Good God. <laughs> Highly questionable is broadcast from the Clevelander Hotel on beautiful South Beach, Miami. Time to play the game that's going to be totally calm and logical about the Seahawks in this next segment. See? Oh, no. Shoot. Who no. was right and who was wrong? I think no. I was right. I was I wrong. Don't tell was us wrong. what's on television. You're going to say you were right when your entire head went out of the screen. <laughs> you went the same way as me. Sunday at 640, Seahawks and Packers. Ooh. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, now, Mina is a very public Seahawks fan. She's got a Seahawks Super Bowl tattoo. She is an insane person when she is watching Seahawks games. So let's check in with Mina Kimes a couple of years ago. Second round of the draft. Here she is reacting. You the Seahawks are making the, the final goes. pick of the second round of the right, 2019 right, NFL right, draft. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right, all right. Hey, ladies. Such a nice guy. Thank you. Uh, I was talking about Cam Chancellor. No, 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 no. You didn't give Sean Alexander. Yes! Oh, yes! <laughs> you, I would imagine. DK Metcalf. That's exactly did what I not DK Metcalf sounds like. You did. I knew it. Yeah. Golly. Yeah. I hate who this team is. Her voice you. matches that DK Metcalf picture. I was going to say precisely. Oh, no. I don't know what's happening. DK Metcalf was just picked for you guys. Man, I, I honestly can't tell, though, whether you're excited more about the pick or the fact that you got it right. Like, it was a lot of like, aggressive I told you so in there. Uh, Sarah, are you intrigued? Yeah, I'm very intrigued as to why Mina becomes Adam Sandler during the draft. I knew it! Yeah! <laughs> uh, but also very intrigued by this game because Russell Wilson has terrible numbers at Lambeau. Oh, Uh-oh. wow. Oh, you have blasphemed wow. against her fanhood. All right, yes, of course, you're intrigued. What are you going to go with here? You're going to go with analysis or you're going to go with uh, dissecting that video? Sarah, I expected Packers bias from Dan since he's dressed today like a retired oh, Green on. Bay Packer. Come on. <laughs> but how dare you? Uh, of course, I'm intrigued by this game. I think it's actually going to be a really good one, too. Probably the closest of the weekend. And I was right about DK Metcalf. On TV in Canada, Family Feud. Yes! Um, this okay, is the best. Yes, we're all down for Family Feud, always, across the decades. What happened here? Something funny happened here? Yeah. Dan, how you this? All right. Real simple. There's one question. Only one answer. Whoever gets it, you're playing for $10,000. That's it. Whoever guesses this wins the game. Here we go. Name Popeye's favorite food. Chicken! Oh. <laughs> Oh. oh, my God. Oh, Show me no. chicken. Oh, the swagger. The spinach, Jerry. Show me spinach. Oh, oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> Can we see her dance again? Hold on, though. I want I want the wrong answer to be that wrong. That's right. And no, you nailed it. While no one else. Let me see again how excited she is. in her face. Oh. Uh, Mina, are you intrigued? I am. Listen, I know we're clowning on that woman, but who were the 46 people who didn't say spinach? That's what I want to know. <laughs> what did they say? 
Probably uh, chicken. Second answer. Maybe they said chicken. Sarah, are you intrigued? I'm very intrigued. And the best part is after, a little bit later in that clip, she goes back to her family who are trying to figure out how she could possibly get it wrong. And she pointed to her head and she goes, I'm blonde. <laughs> Did you really do that? Did you really do that? <laughs> That's all the time we have for today. Check out their podcast. That's what she said. Sarah Spain and ESPN Daily. Mina Kimes. Have a good weekend. Let me think about how I want to say this. <laughs> oh, here Stop it comes. Laughing. I can hear the giggle. I can hear the giggle. All right, go ahead. Have at it, Mina. Go ahead. Have at it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> She's not going to be able to get it out. I got, not, I, got it, I got it. I got it. I got it. She's not going to be able to. We'll spend the whole weekend here because she's laughing at the joke. She's laughing at the joke. No, no. All right. Speaking of spinach, is that what you asked for? There it is.